In life, our actions, outlooks, and opinions are colored by our experiences. More and more, those experiences come in the form of video games, movies, music, and other forms of media. In this show, we try to tackle the different facets of these experiences and explore how they may have affected our views on a number of topics. Welcome to Experience Points. My guest today is actually Lance. He's a good friend of mine. We've known each other for quite a few years. Uh, Lance, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm Lance. I live in Austin, Texas. Used to live in Indiana. Um, I don't know. I spend a lot of my time watching a lot of various types of movies, playing a lot of various types of video games. I don't know. I like a lot of variety, so I try not to stick to one theme uh, for one thing too much. Um, but I would say one overall theme usually is uh, fantasy. Big, big fan of fantasy. Yeah. Um, I think we actually met each other through a, like a D&D game, basically, right? Uh, well, yeah. So we, we worked together at the call center. And then, yeah, one of the first times we really hung out was, yeah, your place playing. I think it was, was it originally board games or D&D? One of the two. I guess we were playing board games first, and then we got our first D&D campaign where, where uh, just crazy hijinks happened. <laughs> yeah, I think that was we. I think that was probably back with Pathfinder First Edition too. That was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I mean, I think we played uh, hundreds of hours into Pathfinder, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Lance and I also worked on um, a. Uh, website together for a little bit there um, detailing the rules of Pathfinder and how to build a character uh, that is sadly dead now but yeah as you say we just <laughs> never really I feel like put the put the full time into it I mean it's just it's a huge project you know um, but yeah so uh, let's I guess jump right in here um, one of the things that I've been watching recently I don't know if you've seen these but uh, the John Wick movies have you seen them yet? I have seen, what are there, three John Wick movies? Two? Yeah. Three. Uh, three, yeah. Um, yep. And they're, rec- they're shooting the fourth and fifth one back to back right now. Are they Are they still, produ- or like, are they still shooting them, even with COVID and everything? So I think they may have taken a little bit of a break, and I would have to research this, and obviously this is not a show where we research anything. Right. So, um... I don't know if they they like took a hard break or not, but they were definitely shooting them back to back, which is just crazy to me. Like they are so confident in the series that they are like, oh, fuck it, you know, let's uh, let's shoot two in a row and just shoot for the sky. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting whenever I feel like you're you're making them and you realize that you're already gaining a cult following, like. You know, a lot of times I feel like that cult following comes later, you know, like with Firefly, it wasn't until years later that, that they kind of had that same with like Arrested Development, got canceled early and then cult following later on. But I feel like John Wick, you know, after the first one, maybe the second one, yeah, that was just like, it just, there's this just interesting cult following behind it when all it really is, you know, if you boil it down, it's just like a, you know, a fun shooter uh, movie, but it's just so over the top that, that so many people love it. So I, I did this research whenever I was watching the movie, like especially after the first one where I was like, man, like Keanu Reeves said nothing the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I looked it up and I was conf- 
confused on like how many words he had said. He said 52 lines. I think it was something like that, like 50 yeah. some odd lines that's in the funny. whole movie. Yeah, I, I mean, it it doesn't surprise me, but yeah, that's 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 super interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you guys haven't checked it out, check out the John Wick series. It's everywhere at this point. Um, and four and five will be coming soon. TM. Uh, yeah, <laughs> soon TM. Um, what about you, Lance? What have you been? interested in here recently or anything that you recommend people checking out yeah so mine's definitely a lot less uh mainstream um i'm gonna recommend a youtube channel called three minute board games um and a big reason for it is i have after uh buying tabletop simulator probably yeah a few weeks ago um i've just really been getting back into board games a lot recently because you know with covid um haven't really had a chance to but i feel like that's really opened up the possibility for getting back into them and that's um you know one of the big outlets that i like to do as a, as a hobby um and the big thing that i i like about three minute board games is a lot of channels will go in full detail on explaining how to play the game or going through a playthrough or something like that which is good i mean it's it's good that you don't have to read the rules in a lot of these but a lot of times you just want a quick overview to understand what the game is really about understand if you're going to like the game or not understand if it's you know something even for you and yeah you can you can you know see the little synopsis and, and kind of see the theme and see you know what components are about it but i feel like without knowing you know kind of like a high overview of, of how the game's played you won't really understand if you'll like it or not so um yeah i i actually recently became a a patreon of of his because um the the guy who makes that got laid off because of covid and so i'm uh i i don't know i really enjoy his content and, and it's interesting that he puts so much work into this to cut it down to you know three minutes i mean pretty much any media you make, it takes a lot of time to edit and cut and get everything correct, you know? So that's well, who I would recommend. So I've got to, I've got to go back to uh, the fact that you like sponsored him as a Patreon. That is not a, something that a lot of people would do. And that the fact that you were able to do that and like help him out, I think just says a lot about your character. Like that is something that is uh, respectable. And I think like if you have the means to do it, helping out your creator, especially during hard times is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think a lot of it's just in perspective, right? I mean, I have been very lucky, uh, during this time I still have a, a job. I never got a pay cut or uh, reduced hours or anything like that. And I know a lot of different people have either been laid off or load, um, hours cut, etc. Um, and you know, since I haven't, you know, realistically been too affected, then it's like, well, you know, I like to try to help out my local restaurants. Um, I like to help, you know, like like I said, this content creator who I know puts a lot of time into it. And, you know, five, ten bucks a month, realistically to me, is, is you know, not a lot. Um, but to them, with a lot of people doing it, I mean, that, that definitely adds up, you know, so. So, uh, again, for everybody listening, what was the, the channel again? Yes, it is the YouTube channel 3-Minute Board Games. Um, they're not too small. They have about 40,000 subscribers, but yeah, definitely one of the smaller end ones. I feel like from the, some of these other, uh, big ones, you know, like Will Wheaton's tabletop, even though that unfortunately kind of got, uh, canceled, but yeah. Yeah. Well, Geek and Sundry is still doing just fine though, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you want a tangent, but no, no. <laughs> 
I mean, pretty much ever since they got bought out by uh, whatever the new company is. I, I personally haven't liked their content, but that's a tangent. Okay. All right. We won't go down that rabbit hole just yet. Um, the link to that channel and, I don't know, all of the John Wick series on the on Wikipedia, I guess. I don't know. We don't have another link for anything else. So, yeah, that'll be down there in the description below uh, wherever you're listening to this. I hope I like to imagine that you're pointing down uh, showing the description below. Wait, do people not point in audio podcasts? I mean, it's it's your call. You do what you want. It's your podcast, man. I pointed. Um, all right. So, um, so now we're going to transition into a piece of media that our guest finds exceptionally appealing and something that really shaped and formed them as a person. Um, so I know that Lance has had a lot of different media that he's experienced. Lance, what, uh, what topic do you really want to dive into today? Yeah, so I thought we'd go ahead and talk about um, Game of Thrones, uh, seeing as how I'm, what, your first guest, so I can do it before anyone else takes it. <laughs> um, yeah, Game of Thrones, it's a huge one, and it's it's a very controversial one, um, and it's a very conflicting one for me as well, um, because it's it started off so strong. Um, I was definitely on the hype train. It, it changed a lot from how I viewed TV shows and it, it brought me back into reading. Um, and then, you know, towards the later seasons, it's, it's interesting how you can go from such a high to such a low, but I mean, one of the huge things, one of the biggest things and spoiler alerts, if you haven't seen game of Thrones, um, uh, hopefully you've at least seen it by now. If, if not, then I assume you're just never going to watch it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so season one, that's, that's probably the biggest one, you know, the ending of season one, they, they cut off Ned Stark's head and, it's still always in my head. It's it, I still remember I was I started watching the series and I was like, okay, this is kind of an interesting fantasy show. I was kind of like halfway watching it. I think I was playing games at the time. Like, you know, I thought it was just one of those shows that it was just like I don't I don't really have to pay attention to the plot or anything. And I remember it was late at night and I was watching. I think it was episode nine when they they you know do the the Ned Stark. Uh, cutting off of his head and and i remember you know they they do a lot of dramatic timing for it and they like build it up and it, they make it seem like they're going to cut up, cut off his head and it's like nah you know there's definitely going to be an arrow coming in killing this executioner or he's going to call it off or something like there's no way they're going to kill their you know main character and it was just so crazy to me as soon as they did it and i remember googling like did he really die or is this like some kind of <laughs> fake like adult like what there's no way that they just killed their main character. You don't do that in TV. You know, it's just not done. Um, and it was just such a, it was such a crazy surprise to me. And it, it hooked me. And I was immediately like, I need more of this. And it got me back into reading. And I started reading his books again. And I was so hyped for season two to come up. And it was so, just, it was crazy. So let me ask, had you even started the Game of Thrones series before you had gotten to that part in the show? I, I had started the show but i hadn't started the book series no okay gotcha. yeah yeah okay so this was like a total shock for you it's not just oh, yeah. like a hmm. yeah this this was this was completely out of left field i i i found the show because only season one had come out and season one had come out in completion but i found this show just by googling you know recommended fantasy shows or something like that and a lot of fantasy shows they're they're boring you know they're 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 going to be the same thing. They're going to be the hero winning. They're going to be, 
maybe a little bit of conflict, but overall it's 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 always the same story, the same hero's quest that they're going on. Um, and that's kind of what I expected this to be, but it's what I wanted. You know, I was just looking for some cool fantasy to be on in, in the background, and it turned out to be so much more than that. And that's that's honestly what was so good about it. Like, I feel like if I would have found it years later and people would have hyped it up, I probably would have had higher expectations and it wouldn't have impacted me as much. But since I found it early before there was, you know, people hyping it up and everything, then it, it really it impacted me a lot more. You know, and I will say, um, just from personal experience talking to you about Game of Thrones, like, you were the one who convinced me to give it another shot. Because, you know, I got like four episodes into the show and you were like, no, listen, you have to go back through, you have to watch the whole thing, and you have to get to at least, like, episode, I think it's episode six where the decapitation happens. Um, And so I went back and I watched it. And I, I thank God that you actually, like, said this to me because that was an insane moment for me too um so yeah yeah, i mean i credit to you really (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) yeah it was so it was so crazy and then yeah i mean it just it just kept getting better and better as the seasons went on um and then of course the inevitable downfall of you know D &D, uh, uh tanking the show but i try to i try to remember the highs from it you know so do you feel like that changed sort of your worldview too, or did it just change your perception of what fantasy can be? Um, I, don't, I don't know if I would take it as far as worldview. Um, I would definitely say my perception of fantasy and TV shows in general, um, it made me really, I don't know, it kind of soured some of my feelings for other shows, you know, because as I was watching some other shows, like I think at the same time, I was probably watching Breaking Bad at the time, at the time if I remember correctly. And it kind of soured it for me a little bit watching that because Breaking Bad's a great show. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but there was just not the same level of suspense whenever Walter was in, you know, very dangerous situations or, um, you know, his life was at risk. It was like, nah, this is Walter White. He's going to live. There's no doubt in my mind. Like, there was no way that that was going to happen. And it kind of soured it a little bit for other shows because any time in Game of Thrones, you know, a main character was in, in trouble, at least in the earlier seasons, you were like, oh shit, something's going to happen. Like, I this could legitimately be this character's death. I don't know. And there, it was, I mean, later on you found out that some people still had plot armor and that happens because there's a lot of characters. But it, it, early on, it was there was a lot of suspense. You just didn't know who was going to live, who would die. It was It was crazy. So let me ask this. So, you know, having that feeling of suspense and you know, you mentioned like later on, you sort of see the plot armor sort of cracking. I think we see that around like season six, season seven, right? Like where things just fall apart a little. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, regardless of how um, George R. R. Martin finishes the books, you're going to see that, you know, John, Jon Snow has plot armor. Daenerys has plot armor. I mean, it's these are inevitable people that you realize as the story progresses because the story has to tell something. And those two are the key elements of, of the story that's being told. But you don't know that early on. You know, early on, Daenerys is just some girl in the you know other continent and you don't know what's going on. And Jon's just some kid going off to the, um, to the Night's Watch and you just don't know who they are. Um, but eventually... Regardless, they're going to get that plot armor. I just think that in the show, which I'm not going to 
go too much on a tangent on, but on the show they just didn't handle it correctly because they cut down the number of episodes on season seven, and so they kind of rushed a lot of the plot that that I think could have developed a lot more naturally, and maybe we wouldn't have known so soon that okay, these are our main characters, these guys are are gonna be fine. So let me ask this: uh, you know, you you very clearly have some strong feelings about the ending of the show. Um, and obviously you're going to have those feelings whenever the book is inevitably published and sort of follows the same path. I mean, obviously they're going to get there in different ways. That's what, uh, GRM has said in the past. Um, so does that sort of change how you're looking at TV shows going forward too? Or is this just like, Oh, this is just, you know, uh, bad writing and this one show and it'll, it won't happen again in the favorite in my other favorite shows no i mean i, I mean I, there's definitely that fear and i think it it transcends into books as well for me at least where i won't really watch or read something that hasn't been out for a few seasons at least i i typically don't watch something that's just you know one season there are some exceptions like the boys you know there's some things where I guess I don't care as much about the plot as kind of more what's happening in the episodes. Like, for example, The Boys, I watched season one, and the main thing is, overall, I don't care about the overall plot. I mean, it's kind of cool right now, but it's just like, oh, this is a cool concept. These are some cool um, superheroes slash supervillains. I mean, it's, it's a cool concept overall. But for shows where I'm watching it specifically for the plot, like, Breaking Bad, I, it's just on the top of my mind. If that were coming out now, I would probably wait three or four seasons, see how it develops, see how people are, are taking it, and then, you know, maybe I'll watch it then if, if it seems like it's going to go on the right path. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it just depends. I try not to... I try to think that this is going to be an edge case, um, but, you know, it's, it's inevitably can happen with any show. Um, the producer or directors can you know, decide that they don't care anymore, they run out of content, or they, they try to take over writing, or, you know, whatever. But I think for them, it was kind of the perfect storm of, they're ready to move on to another project, they ran out of written material from George R. R. Martin, and so they thought that they could become writers, when in reality, that's not what they were good at. They were good at adapting the original story, and that's, I, I, I would definitely give them credit on that. They weren't good at writing, and they should have realized that, but they didn't. So you feel like almost uh, they have a Peter Jackson syndrome, right? Like he was great at adapting the stories, but maybe not creating his own content as well as what could have been done. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. I mean, and there's some people out there that are great at both. Like Brandon Sanderson, if anyone's ever read any of his works, I definitely recommend it if you haven't. I mean, he's he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal at creating original works. And whenever um, the Wheel of Time series... Um, Robert Jordan, Robert Jordan died off. Um, he was finished. Uh, he had finished book 12, I believe, or book 11 or something like that. And he had said that he wanted Sanderson to finish it or his estate did, I believe, which I think was his wife. Um, and his, his uh, Sanderson finished the, the book, but he felt that it didn't fully wrap up the story. So he took it the next mile. And he, he wrote another book and both of these books I don't know the exact breakdown of it, but I know a lot of it went to um, his estate, the, the Robert Jordan estate versus, you know, Sanderson getting it. But 
regardless, it, it's more that he ended the series great. He adapted what was already coming in as well as any new books he comes out. I mean, they're they're always phenomenal. So, I mean, there's there's definitely people out there that can do both. But I think that for a lot of people, you're you're usually either good at one or the other. So I've got to ask now that you've mentioned Brandon Sanderson and finishing the Wheel of Time series and all of that. We have George R. R. Martin, who may not be in the best physical shape and is getting older as we go on um, and has clearly not finished the sixth of eight books he's promised. So do you think anybody would be able to salvage what is there in the Game of Thrones, um, Ice and Fire series? Um, Do you think somebody could come in and, and sort of salvage that and we won't end up with something that's like the tv show um yeah that's that's a hard question i mean i think a big reason why martin is taking so long is because he 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 originally planned that this series would be uh, just a trilogy just three books and i forget someone convinced him that that you know fantasy doesn't have to just be three i think it was actually robert jordan now that i talk about it again because <laughs> he's so known for you know writing this wheel of wheel of time series which is so and now long. we've gone we've gone full circle with this wheel analogy oh so. yes yes <laughs> very clever um yeah yeah i'm pretty sure it was robert jordan if i'm not mistaken I'm, i may be wrong on that but we don't fact check so it's okay but exactly um, but yeah, so he, he originally made, was, was planning on it being a trilogy. He also originally didn't want dragons in it. Um, and, and he ended up adding them, which is good. He did, but I think that he, it, the scope has gotten out of control for him. He's made these very interesting characters and, and I love the characters. And now he's having to think, I only have two more books. What, how am I going to wrap this up to a reasonable conclusion? And that's what D&D ran into, too, um, the, the directors on the Game of Thrones show. You know, they ran out of source material, and they ran into the same problem. The problem is that they're not the same writer as George R. R. Martin. They can't write as well as him. And, yes, they can ask him for advice and stuff like that, but they're not at his caliber or his level. And so I think some of it, some of the blame can't be on them because, you know, they probably thought that at least book six would be done by now. Um if not seven and they they i mean because they started what in 2010 2011 so that was forever ago um but i don't know if 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 he unfortunately doesn't isn't able to make it um i think that someone could come in like a a sanderson or, or someone else and finish it i don't think it would be the same um sanderson's great at coming out with with books yearly if not multiple a year and he's he's great at coming out with those but it's i think it would be a challenge even for him to to wrap that up because at least in the wheel of time series it was already starting to wrap up whenever he took over and he could kind of see the ending and if someone did come in and, and have to wrap it up i think they would have to do the same thing right they would have to add an additional book because they couldn't wrap it as well as you know everything that was in george's mind so i think that would probably be it huh that's a good way to the to put a point on this as well um, you know, and I will say if anybody could do it, it's a Brandon, which I mean, wow, I should know. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. Um, uh, so, uh, I do want to end this with a couple of just tidbit questions and I know you were not expecting this. This is something that was added on the fly, literally in my brain, like an hour ago. So this isn't on my contract. 
I know, I know. Um, you didn't sign anything, so... Exactly, so it's not on my contract. Um, okay, I've got to ask, though. Uh, what are, are you listening to any books or uh, any like music on repeat right now? Um, any books or music on repeat? Um, I mean, the only music I would say probably is Eminem, but I really listen to that all the time on repeat. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's, he's an artist that is just fascinating to me because even, you know, what was it? I think earlier this year, maybe it was last year, he came out with a, a new surprise album. And at his age, it's crazy that he's still coming out with, with new albums and he's still able to stay relevant. And you can still go back and listen to his early 2000s, late 90s um, albums. And it's still interesting. And, and I don't know, it's just he's able to come out with consistently good and he's we go back to adapt uh, adaptation he's such a good adapter you know he saw that the that rap wasn't staying on itself rap wasn't selling as much as as you know hip-hop and hip-hop was what was hitting the top 100s consistently and and hip-hop's what was doing great in pop and so he started doing you know these these works with other artists you know he would do you know works with beyonce and and other artists and he would combine rap with hip-hop and he would get both parties together and he would you know be able to to get an additional audience from that and and it was it's it's just so crazy what he can do it's he's he's a phenomenal artist all right next question um is there anything on on netflix that you think anybody should just really dive into and consume immediately um russian dollhouse i think is great russian dollhouse is a good compact story it's one season um i think that they're eventually going to come out with another one but i watched this probably a few months ago um actually it's probably been last year by now um it's crazy how time has gotten gotten away from me with this you know whole uh working from home stuff but um yeah russian dollhouse is great it's i don't want to spoil it too much but it's essentially a um, Groundhog Day situation where um, this character has to keep replaying the same day over and over and she's not sure why and it, it definitely has like a Black Mirror kind of feel to it too which I love Black Mirror I mean it's a, it's a great show too but um, yeah this is a good self-contained story over the season if they come out with another season it'll be different characters or something like that but it's 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 very well told um, it it really makes you think the whole time you're not really sure what's going on so i i just I, yeah i recommend anyone watching that it's a great great show final question for you uh gun to your head you have to recommend a uh, a piece of technology or a little gadget under a hundred dollars what are you going to recommend somebody under a hundred dollars it's a gadget yeah any gadget or gizmo or anything oh, that would be useful Man, putting me on the spot on this one. Um, I would say, without without having able to be properly thought this out, so thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> I would say some some good speakers. I mean, it, depending on if you're. Uh, so I play. I, I watch a lot of stuff at my computer, and I also play games here, and so I I pretty much spend most of my time at my computer now that you can't really go anywhere else. And I used to always wear headphones, which are great, but. I kind of feel like if I'm not listening to someone, I would rather just have the 
the ambiance, you know, the the actual speakers. And I was able to get a pair of pretty good, pretty good uh, speakers for I think they're 80 bucks, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And um, the quality is great. Um, I think these are Micas. Um, not that I'm, you know, we're, too impartial to them, but I like. We're not sponsored. Person. We're not sponsored at all, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would recommend them, um, or you know, just getting any real uh, speakers that aren't your monitor speakers. I can tell you, if you're using your monitor speakers, you're going to see night and day differences for sure. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, again, our guest was uh, Lance. He is. Uh, a fantasy expert and um, <laughs> def- definitely a resident expert on a lot of uh, other cool pieces of knowledge. Um, again, uh, links to the things that we talked about today will be below. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening and tune in next week. Thanks. Bye.